Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. This morning, we are looking to start our week the best and most blessed way possible. And that is by reading the Psalms. We're actually continuing our study in Psalm 119. We're going to do the next four sections this morning. If you did not listen to last week where we started Psalm 119, you need to go back and listen to that because I talk about how it's broken up by the alphabet and all of those things. Psalm 119, it's all about just the the love and and passion for God's law, for God's ways, for God's precepts. This is how we know that we love God. We obey His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. Rather, it's our great delight. It's our great honor. It's our great privilege to walk in His ways. Some of the most beautiful Psalm words uh, that you that you hear quoted over and over and over come from Psalm one nineteen. So we're going to read the next four sections this morning, which begins with verse thirty three. So the sections for the Hebrew alphabet is Hey, Vav, Zion, and Chet. So in each section is eight verses. So that's what we're going to be reading. This morning, but we're also going to be starting the book of Ecclesiastes because we finished Proverbs last week. So we're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 1. All right. Open up your hearts. Be prepared to receive the truth from God's word. And my prayer for all of you, as well as myself, is that these words would take root in our hearts and that we would actually have the exact same feeling and desire that's expressed by these psalms this morning. I pray that our heart would be the psalmist heart. With that backdrop, let's begin. Starting with verse 33, Psalm 119, King James Bible. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Establish thy word unto thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear. 
for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. So please note, there's the first section for this morning, section hey. Right out of the gate, this is just, there's just so much power here. And I just want to kind of, I'm not going to do this for every section, but I just kind of want to like go line by line real quick here and just soak this in. So let's just do that real quick. Like I said, we won't do that for every section, but just let's absorb this. So the first two verses here, 33 and 34, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. The great wisdom here is is that the way we get this into our heart is we ask God to teach us. Notice what the psalmist is saying. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. If you will do that, I will keep it until the end. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom about these things. If you can, if you will do that, Lord, I will keep your law and I will observe it with my whole heart. I'll be... Till the end of my life, I will be committed to your ways. But the psalmist is wise enough to understand that he needs to be taught by the creator of all things. Make me go, he says, verse 35. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments. For therein do I delight. You know, Paul talks about, I don't do the thing that I want to do, and I do the thing I hate. This is a constant battle for all of us. It's like what we delight and what we love more than anything is to walk in the ways of God. But then we, because of our flesh, we're sometimes like fools. We're led astray. And we go and we do the thing we hate, and it brings no real pleasure, no real satisfaction. What really brings joy to the heart is to walk in the ways of God and in His favor and in His mercies. The psalmist says, make me do it. Make me to go in the path. The psalmist understands that God is the one who's got control of our hearts ultimately. Look at verse 37 or 36. Incline my heart and to my testimonies, and not to covetousness. Please, God, don't let me be longing for this stuff that's worthless. He's going to make that point again here in a second. Don't make me to sit around desiring things constantly, desiring the next thing, desiring the next best thing. Instead, incline my heart into your testimonies. That's what I want to be passionate about. He follows that up with verse 37, basically saying the same thing. Turn my eyes from beholding vanity. Turn my eyes from beholding things that are worthless or false. And instead, quicken me in thy way. In thy way. Verse 38, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted 
to thy fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. I have longed for thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. I hope that that's embedded in our heart and soul this morning. I'm going to read the next three sections uh, without interruption. But I just really wanted to pound this into our minds and into our hearts. All right, section Vav, starting with verse 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in thy word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and I will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and I have kept thy law. This I had, because I kept thy precepts. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart to be merciful unto according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet into thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. And that, my friends, is our study in Psalm 119 for this morning. Lord willing, we will continue this next week. I hope that, hope that this morning really, really spoke to you. Let's end with a little bit of wisdom from Ecclesiastes. It's also a book called The Preacher. And uh, 
It's just a, it's a book about reasoning about life. You're going to hear that phrase under the sun. It's going to, there's wisdom to be had here. So listen closely. Let's begin. Chapter one. And please note this, the part, the theme of this is really about how everything is vanity. (laughs) Everything is pointless. Everything is worthless. Which sounds kind of pessimistic in contrast to what we're reading in Psalm 119, but it's really not because the psalmist is making the point that everything other than God and God's way is worthless and pointless. And really, that's the same point that's being made here in Ecclesiastes, just with maybe a slightly more negative view or way of uh, bringing it about. But the message is the same. So chasing the things of this world is pointless. It's all for nothing. Okay, let's read it. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. The word of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? One generation passes away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also arises, and the sun goeth down, and hastes to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about into the north. It whirlweth about continually. And the wind returneth again according to its to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. And to the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and the thing which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. The preacher was king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem, yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I gave my heart to know wisdom, and to know madness and folly. 
and I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. That is Ecclesiastes chapter 1. It's somber, but it's true. It's like we labor and we labor and we labor for what? It's all worthless. It's all pointless. That's what, that's what King Solomon is trying to say here. He's like, I've, he's like, I even sought after wisdom, became the wisest person in the earth. And guess what? Just like seeking after riches and all these other things is just vanity and vexation of spirit. So is wisdom. In fact, and those, and I, I'm, look, I'm not a brilliant or wise person, but I still can relate to this last verse. The more I've learned about what's really going on in the world and how things really are. And when God opens your eyes to some of the most incredible truths, things you can't even say out loud because every single person who would hear it would think of you mad, think of you insane, think of you crazy. What comes, what comes with, with wisdom and knowledge and understanding is sorrow right when you when you truly see the reality of how things actually are in the world what increases with that understanding with that knowledge is sorrow just like he says for in much wisdom is much grief and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow This is not to say, be depressed. This is to say, if the world is what you're after, be prepared to be depressed. Because the only real joy and delight to be had is in serving God and following His ways and submitting yourself and your life to His plan for you. Whatever it be and being content with that plan, and being happy with that plan, and that's where true joy and happiness is found. It's relationship with God and with His Son, and serving His kingdom. The more you try to serve yourself, the more you try to feed your flesh, the more you try to indulge your desires, the more you try to chase after trinkets, the more miserable you'll be. And not only that, like he's saying, the eye is never satisfied. The ear is never, like, the eye is never full. The ears never full. The more you obtain those trinkets and riches and pleasures, the more hungry you are for it because now it requires even more to satisfy your flesh. All you do is increase the hunger. You never satisfy the hunger. It's especially true with lust, and it can be lust after uh, sexual things, it can be lust after food, it can be lust after money or whatever. It's really covetousness at the end of the day. All covetousness does is increase. So you think, oh, if I could just get this, I'd be satisfied, you get it, now you're even more hungry. 
if that makes sense. I pray that you've received great wisdom and knowledge, not from me this morning, but from the Word of God and from the Holy Spirit. And I pray it's embedded deep in your hearts and that you'll carry it on through the rest of this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those who who pray for me, because trust me, I need it. I need prayer. And those of you who are so generous to support the podcast, thank you for what you do. Thank you for providing me this incredible opportunity to do this amazing work. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.